You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430 episode 170 and he's back ladies and gentlemen, the voice, the one and only Mr. Oh, actually not Mr. It's Captain Jeff Coates coming there to you us go. all the way all the <laughs> way from um I can't say Pintail Lane anymore. No, we we are not we are not in Pintail anymore. So no. kind of it was a cool it was cool to say, hey, I, I I lived on Pintail Drive, but this is uh this is uh, to me this is a little bit cooler here. So yeah, buddy, we got this going on plus right up there. Can you see it? I don't know. Yeah, yep, yep. Now we can. There it is. Australia, America, USA, and Canada flags showing. Yes, sir. Yeah, so yeah, this uh, Peerless Road has a little more. At the very least, has a little bit more usefulness for us and and what our I guess what our not that our lifestyles change, but what our lifestyle is a hundred percent. This is this has got it. This has got it. It got it beat. This has pintail beat. Salute. Good evening. Salute. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Um, and and I gotta say because I talked about it. Uh, so today is um, Thursday, the fourteenth of December. So this episode's going to drop in in about a week or so um but the next episode that drops is actually uh cory foskett from tango free but phil and mark had to back out very last minute and i needed someone to come on and help me host so brian ellathorpe jumped on with me um tuesday night and i'm like hey listen there, there is a serious competition between you and Jeff Coates right now <laughs> on, on who's got more, more, uh, more appearances. And he said, well, I think I'm pulling ahead of him today. I said, well, it's going to be a short lived victory for you, buddy, because <laughs> Thursday he's coming on again. And he was like, oh, jumping. So anyways, you'll, you'll hear it on the next episode, Jeff, buddy, thanks for coming on because I know you're super busy and, uh, and this is, this is a little bit weird. So, uh, because we're doing it early this evening, we're doing the recording early this evening. Because you got to get up, you're you're starting the third split tomorrow morning, correct? Yeah, and I and I appreciate that. Thank you. Seven o'clock. Not that I couldn't have did seven o'clock tonight, but you know, seven turns into eight, turns into nine, and and um, I can operate the best on six hours of sleep. Yeah. And I do. I need to get up at two thirty in the morning. No. But do I like to get up on at two thirty in the morning? No. But it, it makes me feel good to get up at two thirty, just because. But not not physically, but more the mental aspect. I've always, you know, I've always not wanted you to wait on me, which you know I think I have a pretty good record about that. But I I want to be early. I like to take my time. Yeah. Um, I I think the world is just a nicer place when there's nobody on the roads in the morning, and that's you know when I pull out of here at 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 three forty five four o'clock. You know, I go to Royal Farms, I go to Wawa, you know, these different places and stop. And it's like, there's, there's very few people out. And I, that's, that's what I enjoy the best. It's probably my, uh, not to be too weird about it, but like maybe my most enjoyable part of my day, as far as just nobody's, nobody's yeah. around, nobody's doing anything. And I, I kind of, I'm in control. Well, and that, and the fact that, um, I've done a lot of stressful things in my life. And one of the most stressful things I ever had to do is be in a rush. And that is mm -hmm. the fear that someone is waiting on you, that you're late. Um, it just puts me in a, in a different level of the red and, uh, I, d I don't like it. So I'm like you now. Um, I don't think I, I would go to the extremes that you do with getting up at two 30, but I do understand and appreciate because now where you are on peerless when you were on pintail like you had a bit of a a bit of a drive because the the duck boat didn't stay on pintail correct that was in another location no it was it was, it was in the driveway so okay. it did uh, but the, the problem was like the development short line from literally from 
45 pintail drive to where generally and typically where I hunt is literally 3.5 miles away. Like we okay. could we could see ocean, we could see Ocean City. We were, it was a dead end. Well, not a dead end. It was a cul-de-sac court. You looked across, you could see Ocean City. So we were very close. But you had to drive. It took you took you 15 minutes to get out of the neighborhood, kind of thing, right? Just because right. you're that's to do you know 35 and driving, you know, just out trying to get out there. So really, for me to from from both driveways to Wawa, there's two minutes difference in time if you went on Google Maps. Oh, so really? If, if, it, if, that's, if that's halfway accurate, you know, it's really I really haven't gained anything or lost anything. Okay. Well, that, no, that's good because it doesn't change like it. For you, you didn't have to change anything with your routine, really, right? Yeah. And, you know, to get back about getting there early and, and I just want to be on my game, not to be too too dramatic, but we are going out in the ocean and I am in charge of someone's safety, right? So I just like to be, I like to be clear-headed and awake and, and you know, they, they show up <laughs> groggy-eyed and tired and, and I've had people fall asleep as we're going out, you know, they're like falling asleep and, uh, you know, I, I need to be on my game and that's, that's, I like to get up early and make sure that, you know, make sure that everything's good to go. Uh, you know, duck boat's sitting behind me right now, but it's, it's, uh, you know, once a week I'll top her off with gas, got 70 gallon tank, but fill her to the top. So, you know, just get, get there and, and, and want to make it happen. The other thing too, is currently, uh, the bluefin tuna bite is very, very close to Ocean City right now, which is kind of rare, but like literally okay. in eyesight of Ocean City. So within six miles of the beach, they are catching big bluefin tuna. So I, I don't, I don't think that there'll be any pressure on the ramp, the pressure, excuse me, busyness at the ramp mm -hmm. um, for duck hunters tomorrow, but there's going to be people wanting to go catch a blue. They'll be in small boats trying to get out right. there to catch a blue tuna. So I just want to, again, just be, I hate being rushed. And I just, um, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit and yeah. I like to be, that's, that's, I operate best because of that, I think, or when I'm in that little, little yeah. air, little zone, I operate I get, the best. I get you. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you brought up that bluefin tuna because, uh, Trish and I, uh, went out, went out and had dinner at, uh, at a friends of our place, um, about a week ago. Um, and anyways, we're, we're eating lamb and, and, and of course we're at the point now where. Um, I guess this, this happens to adults, um, as you get older, where, where food and eating good food or, or do for me, because I was never that type of person before. Um, but we were talking about food we've, that we typically had never, ever tried, but now absolutely love. And I said, well, I'm going to tell you that a couple years ago I was in PEI and my buddy's wife caught a tuna and we grilled it on the grill. And I am telling you, it is the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. And he was like, it's really? And, and he, and when I told him that PEI is like the, I think it was you that told me it was like the bluefin capital of. Down, down East is, is North Lake and North Lake is like Ocean City would be the self-proclaimed capital, the yeah. white marlin capital of the world. North Lake and PEI is the bluefin, self-proclaimed bluefin capital of the world. Yeah. So, and I was telling him about it and he was like, oh, there's no way. And I was like, no, man, I'm telling you. I was like, and, uh, so we were chat talking about it and I said, I don't know what they done. I said, I, I, it was like some, some blackened Saskatchewan spice that they, that they put on it. And I said, I, all I can remember is that, um, I was skeptical in tasting it because the only thing I've ever tasted tuna was what was in a can. And, and that doesn't even remotely like not even a fraction come close to what it's like to eat the fresh stuff. It was, it was friggin' amazing. Yeah. And truthfully, not to, not that there's anything wrong with eating it, but we were like eating the junk meat, right? There's a reason why they cut the tails off. There's, you know, that's not, Oh, that, really? That, that, that's the undesirable meat as far as, uh, how about at market at market? Yeah. But obviously, you know, it tastes yeah. good and we know it tastes good. Oh. And uh, yeah, there's, 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 you know, it's not, that the tail is definitely not the sushi grade bluefin tuna meat that you're going to get. But again, for, for eating it like we ate it, yeah. it's good to go. Oh, buddy, it was so good. 100% it was. Okay. So um, we're going to jump all over the place here tonight because it's been just, a while since you. I just, I just noticed your hoodie there. Yeah. Very buddy. nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's, 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 very... My, that's my. That's great. What's that? That's the rain. Yeah. That's the Carhartt one. That This is like high end. Yeah, yeah, this is this is high end. This is there's no there's you know there's there's nothing small about this. You know, like this is 
I remember when you give this to me, you were like, hey, here, you want this? And I was like, yeah, I, of course I want it. I'm like, this is like a, this is a $150 hoodie, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, Yeah, no, we're going to jump all the I interrupted you, go. Yeah, no, sorry. No, it's all good, buddy. Um, We're going to jump all over the place because it's been a while since since we've been talking on, on the show. And, and you had done your trip up to PEI. You and Karen had went up, hung out with uh, with Woody and Polly and, and all the boys, Junior and all the boys up there. Um, And you've also had your two splits of, of your season already down in Maryland. Um, And then you've had a ton of stuff going on at the Easton Waterfall Festival, plus, um, as always, you're busy with, with Molly's, um, so we've got a ton of stuff to catch up on, buddy, so I want to talk first, um, just because it's Canada, I want to talk about PEI first and talk about your trip, um, and, and I know Karen always has a wonderful time, which makes it even more special to you, um, but how how was the trip this year? How's how's Woody and how's Polly? Jeff and and Polly are very very good. Okay, they've they've aged they've aged a year since I've seen them. But we, <laughs> so have I. So have I. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we keep we keep up to date. You know, you know, it. Not to go off on a tangent, but technology, man. Like we text text we text more than anything. We talk. Right. Um, maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, but definitely like we're texting daily. So we do keep up with at, at arm's length, uh, a couple different, there's a couple different chats. There's one with Jeff, Judy, Karen, and myself. And right. then there's one with Jeff, Jeff and Polly. And then I just me and Polly and me and Jeff. So <laughs> kind, of, kind of, you know, you have to watch who you're texting, what you're texting. <laughs> sure you're, you're doing it for the right, the right, the right yep. uh, audience, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was good. I think the, uh, we were we went where we thought the leaves were going to be right on on time and right right spot on, but I think because of the hurricane the year before, um, the trees oh. maybe were a little stressed. They were saying that, that it took till like maybe some of the trees didn't leaf out till June, and they oh. dropped the leaves quick. So we we were kind of behind. We were behind it just a little bit as far as the leaves go. Right. Um, but man, PEI is a beautiful place. It's great, um, and we we had an awesome time. We got a little bit of a, we got a little bit of snow one day, twice twice maybe. We missed snow. By like a degree or two, quite a few times where it rained oh, wow. instead of it could have been we could have had a lot of snow. Um, oh wow! I guess I can't the the, uh, the mood amongst everyone was a little different there this year. Um, Jeff and I, Jeff is a licensed guy on, guide on PEI, yeah. And we decided we started to try to do a, a guided hunt, and evidently there's some factions there that 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 uh, people that you had met that were not on board with what we were doing. So oh. we were definitely, it was a divided, the politics of politics. Um, although we were doing nothing wrong. Uh, right. I don't know, jealousy, envy, whatever it is. Yep. There were some people we did not see and we did not talk to. Matter of fact, that we were at, we were at By the Bay, the restaurant one time. There's quite a few people kind of, as we walked in, kind of went like this and, and made an exit that we didn't talk to. Now, some of the group, stopped and shook our hands and talked and we got to catch up but there's a few of them that yeah like they couldn't get out of there fast enough so it was a little um with a smile on my face i'll say it was a little bit awkward but <laughs> well yeah and and it's such a small like it's such a small area geographically too right like it like we always talk about how small the waterfowling world is but if, if you have to compare it then to you know the island of pei that you could you know, drive across in, in an hour and a bit, um, you know, uh, it, it's a very small community. So I, I get it. I can see it. But, um, at the same time, uh, knowing Geoff the way that I do, um, he's a very ethical hunter and, and not someone that I would, uh, not somebody that I would have a big concern with on, uh, on operating in my backyard. I'll, I'll leave it at and that. It, and, it, and it turned out, we did not we did not do any we didn't infringe upon anybody's goose hunting right we did nothing with geese we fellows wanted to come up and and trophy trophy hunt they were uh you know the six black duck limit one of the fellows had a had a fire sadly and lost some of his his black western pennsylvania lost some of his black duck mount so he wanted to get black ducks mounted okay. uh, they both were all about trying to get a bear's golden eye that was a bird they wanted to check off their list uh and one of the one of the fellows 
He just got back. We were texting the other uh, yesterday, actually. He just got back from Alaska and he got his Harlequin. So they were oh, they wow. were more of them, but not not like quantity. It was just the quality of the hunt, and we didn't we did not interfere with anybody's Canada goose hunting. So okay, good. Um, yeah, that's really cool. I and and like I said, we're going to jump all over the place. But yeah. you but you've been posting a bunch of pictures lately of of Harlequins. Is that? Is that something new for you on on your coast? No, no, no. There's I would I would not. There's not a. I guess depends on who you ask or who you talk to. Um, There's probably not the population to hunt on the East Coast, but there's definitely harlequins in the on the East Coast. Okay, so um, you know, mid-state New Jersey is one of the best places, and I have not been there a few 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 seasons. But uh, you know, really, if you're into photography, man, there's some great spots that you can walk literally within ten feet of harlequin. They don't. If a lot of times they hop up on a rock for you and almost kind of pose for you to take pictures. Wow. But the pictures that you were seeing, uh, Karen and I have never driven all the way up west. So one of the days, okay, we, that that was one of our list to go do. And we get up there. There's uh, some windmill farms. It was a day that it snowed pretty good. We're getting up there, and you know Jeff jumped out, and I I thought he was running back to tell me that there's he was coming back to say there's a king eider, but he said Jeff. He's like, there's 30 Harlequin that are like right here. And we, I happen to have, I was more, I'm trying to get back into, to, uh, to using, well, I'll, I'll sidestep for a second. We've definitely tried to downsize and, and clean up clutter of what we have. I have had a Canon uh, L-series fixed 600 lens F4 that's, I don't know, it's worth U.S. It's probably worth, you know, at least $10,000, if not 12. Oh, wow. I've had it, for, I've had it forever. And I told Karen, I was like, "Hey, let's 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 turn this into let's turn this into dollar bills." And she's like, "No, don't no, like keep that. You're going to use that someday." I was yeah. like, "All right." And so the more you know, kind of as as we went through trying to move from pintail to here, I was like, "You know what? You're right. I I, I need to start taking pictures." And I actually started with we did not have hummingbirds. You can reel me back in because I'm going to go off on a tangent. No, no, we keep did going. not have the pintail. At at one time here in the evenings, we would have 18 to 24 hummingbirds a night here. So uh-huh. I'd set the big ones up on the you know, the feeder, and I, I took all kinds of video. Didn't take many still pictures, but I was taking a lot of video of of, of these um, hummingbirds through the 600 and um, the Canon 600. And mm-hmm. so I was like, hey, man, like we're going to PEI this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this lens. I don't know that I'll use it. But it, it did come in handy for the Harlequin as well as the there was quite a few. I don't know if you saw the yellow collars, the the um yeah, the, the green one. Yeah. There was probably I think as many as nine 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 birds at one time that were still together um of the collar. So anyway, taking the camera along with me, I got to use the lens and and uh, like I said, Jeff jumped out quickly and ran back and said, Man, he's like, there's 30 Harlequin that are like right down here. And it was, so that was that was pretty much the Harlequin picture that you saw whether okay. from um up up west on PEI. Okay, okay. No, awesome. Um, I just noticed, and and I was just, it struck me, and I was like, I can't remember ever seeing Jeff post some pictures of, of Harlequins, and, and I'm just like, is that something that's just starting to show up over uh, down in Maryland? And uh, But it's all good. It's all good. I tell you, uh, that, uh, that picture you've got going on on social media, uh, well, it's not a picture, it's a video, of that uh, of that goose with its beak with the ice on its beak and stuff like that's an that's a impressive just on the how um I don't want I don't know why I use the word is not tough but how I guess tough for lack of a better term how tough these birds are to be out in you know to be out in these elements like and it's a it's a chunk of ice that's frozen on this on this beak and and it doesn't seem like it's affecting that bird whatsoever yeah, man, he was just chilling. I've got I've got quite a few minutes of video of him, and yeah, like he's he even goes and like you know goes at his breast and like he acted like a normal bird, but he did have he did have quite the quite the uh, the ice hang hang yeah. uh, comb over say the ice comb over on his bill. <laughs> well, you almost was, yeah, go for uh, it. No, no, go no, for it. I was gonna say I I've, I've come across I was going through a bunch of old hard drives, and that would have been probably in 2017, 2018, in January here. Um, that was back over at Ocean Pines. There, we had a we had like two to three days. Like it was like like a high of four degrees Fahrenheit, right? So it's a big, big lake. All of a sudden, that lake got very small. It started snowing, and it it was you know to my definition, it was very cold. 
And um, there was there was canvas backs that they would they were sitting there sleeping. They'd, they'd kind of have some ice built, like the snow that was on them. They'd have a little bit of ice built up on them. And uh, but yeah, that that goose was the he was out of everything that I was looking at. I was like, bam, that's that's the bird. My eyes gravity. No, absolutely. Okay. Um, did you? I think I was texting you actually the day that you made it. I think you went over to Maggie's pub. Um. I think I was texting you that day and, and I was asking you what was on the go and you were like, yeah, we're heading over to Maggie's pub. And, uh, and I, I got to give a shout out to Polly and I, I got to do it here now just so that he hears it. Um, and I admit to it that I'm totally, that I'm totally going to copy him. So, um, and I am, I'm totally copying Polly on this because I'm going to, I want to make a, a, like a little bar area right here in, in my garage. Um, it won't be to the, to the level that Polly went, I can promise you that, but I thought about it and, and, and naming a, a little, just a little bar, call it Landers, Landers pub or, or whatever like that. But I got to give, and this God knows how long it's going to take me to get this done. But I got to give a shout out to Polly for it because he what Maggie's pub is the inspiration behind it. And the last thing I want is Polly walking around PEI telling everybody that I stole his idea. I want to get ahead of it right now and say, Polly, I'm stealing your idea. So you can't go around the island telling everybody I stole your idea. It's it's a Polly original. It is a Polly original. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um, so, you know, okay. So PEI is done. You, you've done some great hunts, hung out with, hung out with your people. Karen had a great time. Um, and, and it's good to see that she stays true to form where, um, on what it is that she loves about being on the Island. And that is just walking on the beach with the dogs and, and the whole bit. Right. And, and I seen those posts on it every day. So it was great to see, cause I think I know you enjoy it. You enjoy it to go up and you get to hang out with the boys and, and the whole bit. But I think Karen, I don't want this to sound very cliche, but I think on a spiritual level, Karen enjoys PEI as, as just a, like a, a hard reset. Like that's her reset button. She just relaxes, eats some good food, hang out with some good people before getting back down to Maryland and, and getting into the, into the rat race, which is life, right? So, and and it's and it's evident to see in her post. One hundred percent, it is, and uh, I actually get enjoyment or satisfaction out of that she enjoys, right? So it's not right. it's not always about me. Quite often it is, but it's <laughs> the PI is not about me. It's about her. It's about us. Um, yeah. And again, it's good, good friends that we have there on the island. So I mean, it's it is a seventeen plus hour drive to get up there you know and, and it, it we did it we did it in one drive yeah we did it in the truck I'm looking at the truck right there but right there is the new there's the f-350 and there is the t-350 we did not get the van in time you know to travel a little bit more in comfort to, you know right. to get on the island um but we did get there in the truck no issues um but yeah it's just it is you know it's, it's about her as well as about me and it's about us and i know that she she really does enjoy it i can tell you with what all that we've got going on here in the past year, uh, the summer was very, very busy for us trying to get trying to get pintail empty, trying to get to see you know our CO here, um, you know debt, debt, and debt. Um, you know we it was it's I don't want to I don't want to whine and complain. I'm not no. complaining. I'm explaining. It was very stressful. And I told Jeff and I told Karen. I said, man, when we get to PEI, like if I just sit and do nothing for a day, just yeah. sit it in a cottage, Charles. I was like. I just, I'll be happy. Like, I, I just want to, I just want to like do nothing. Yeah. And, and Karen was, Karen was very much on board with that too. Actually, we did it for two days. And the one day I started feeling guilty. I was like, is there something wrong? Like, we just, we just like basically sat here. We got up, we started a fire, we ate, you know, um, walked to the beach, enjoyed, enjoyed. Yeah. And now we're drinking. Like, we're just like freaking hanging out here. Like, is there anything wrong with that? She's like, nope, there's nothing wrong with this at all. So. Not at all. Well, not at all. And especially, you know, like you said, just 17 and a half hours. And and I believe you told me this time you had drove through New York, right? Like city. Yeah, we always do. We always oh, do coming okay. home. 
Coming home, we we got a little bit more on 95 than what we normally do. Okay. Um, but you know, going up was the same route that we do. Um, okay. Traffic wasn't bad. We did. Um, there was a bridge or something. Was there yeah, not? The, there, the, yeah, the George okay. Washington Bridge is always kind of, that's what we kind of, kind of. So the if you're not familiar, Route 95 that you know, travels north and south on the eastern seaboard here. Yep. It does go through 95 and it crosses the Hudson River and it's the George Washington Bridge, which is a double decker bridge. It's it's ancient, like built in the late 30s. Excuse me, it's late in the 1930s. <laughs> uh, and it's 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 just it's the roads are horrible and it's just we always it's traffic, 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 and we always kind of navigate. We try to navigate ourselves around the the GW bridge and we leave. And when we came home, we even left late in the morning so that we could hit the bridge basically at 11, 11 p.m. at night. So wow. um we, we we struggled coming home. We did not do well getting home, so it took us a little over twenty some hours to get home. So, oh boy, but yeah. but back to the point where you took two days to, to to relax and stuff. You know, a seventeen and a half hour drive, and let's and let's face it, like um, none of us are getting any younger, so those those drives are a little harder on the body, um, and harder on the, the eyes. Yeah, but you know, you made it there. Um, it's supposed to be a vacation and, and a relaxing trip. So there's no need to hit the ground running. Um, no. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's, I think it's brilliant to sit back and, and smell the roses for a couple of days and, and get your bearings and, and then, and then start, start chasing birds, you know, yeah. and you guys are busy when you hit there too, right? You've got so many people that you try to visit and, and so many yeah. things you try to do. So you know, take a couple of days for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That's our, our wedding anniversary is in the mix there. Um, before, before we went to PEI. Yep. Um, you know, so, so we got married in October. So that falls, that falls in there. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's again, it's just, I tell everybody and you've, you've experienced it yourself. I mean, the island is just a beautiful place. Yeah. I don't know. Well, except for maybe this year with some people that had attitudes, I don't run into anybody that's like that's negative. Had some right. people reach out, they, people that I don't know stopped and brought us scallops and and reached out to us. That you know, people that that know who we are, but I, I don't know who they are. We're very very friendly. Went out of their way to you know to yeah. to to bring something to say, wanted to say hello to us, and just it just makes you feel really good. It's 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 a I would I would put this on anybody's list. If you're a waterfowler, you got to get to Prince Edward Island, Canada. One time in your life, you really yeah. do because you just need to experience it. The reddest. How would you describe the dirt there? It, it it's just red dirt, and it's everywhere. Like yeah, and I mean, that's, it's, like it's not it. You know, we were talking about it the other day, and uh, a a lady that I know, her kid, her daughter lives in in PEI now, right? And we were just talking about PEI and stuff, and. And someone had overheard us and they had said, you know, like PEI, like, I wonder what it's like. And I said, well, you got to remember, like, everything, like, you can't even get gravel in PEI. And they were like, what are you talking about? I was like, it's got to get trucked over. I said, it is like when they say it's red dirt, it's red dirt. And it is yep. as red. It, it's just like, it's a very, um, a very rich red, if that makes sense to to the people that are listening. Uh, it's just a very vibrant red. Um, I I'm looking say. at the pitfalls after 50, and, and sadly, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I can still see some PEI <laughs> dirt because uh, I've worked the truck since we got back. But I I can uh, see it definitely. It's in my boots. It, it's it's in the gun stock, and like it's it's a uh, What is the number one? Well, I think it's the number one agricultural. Uh, product that they produce on PEI. Oh, to be potatoes. There you go, man. It yeah. and those potatoes thrive in that brick red dirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But I remember when we were down there with you a couple years ago, um, and this was something that was it was mind blowing to me, really. But there was starting to become a very good crop of corn down there and and i just thought the only thing that they grew in pei was potatoes um but then you know you were starting to see you were starting to see a fair amount of corn starting to be grown too 100 corn uh soybean and 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 corn and i'm sorry potatoes i'm sure there's something else there that's grown too um but yeah uh, fred west west farms yeah you, you yeah, know, yeah. last yeah. year 
Like I even asked talking about the difference of, of the corns because the corn that they have, it, it it almost looks like more like our sweet corn. The tassels, it, it's just a different. I don't mm-hmm. want to say it's a. I want to say it's a, a weaker looking corn, but it looks more like our sweet corn here. Their their field corn looks more like our sweet corn. Fred was explaining, yeah, like there's like sixty day corn, ninety day corn. Yeah, uh, but they were in late October, early November. They were still cutting corn when we left. Oh wow, yeah. Oh, awesome. So, yep, that's awesome. Okay, so PEI. And I, <laughs> I remember talking to you. We were chatting on the phone, and and you were telling me, yeah, okay, yeah, we're, we're in PEI, but it's, it's busy, you know, running around and the whole bit, and and the fall is just such a busy time for you. You left PEI, you got home. You were only home for what a day, a and day. then you uh, then you were up to Easton for the Waterfowl Festival. Um, now I got to admit, um, that I did not see a ton of your stuff um, from Easton. I was probably away hunting that weekend and not on social media that much, but um, how was Easton this year? Because I know traditionally it is a banger of an event. How was it this year? It was, it was right up there. I got to say Saturday was probably the busiest Saturday that since I've been going, especially, you know, post COVID, it seems like each year just gets better and better. Um, They, they tweaked a few, few things there to show, um, but like it's just tweak it to the better, to the good. And yeah, yep. there was just a special on Saturday, man. There were, there were a lot of people. That, and I say, it's easy to say there's a lot, right? You had trouble in the midway of the sportsman's pavilion. You had, you had some issues of like kind of navigating. There was that many really? people there. Yeah. They have a stage now. They have bands playing, um, the, the Brio, the smokeless fire pits. They've, they've got Brio's there. So they've got those things set up everywhere with chairs around them that are, you know, the, the weather was right. Um, it was just, it was, it was a, it was a very good weekend. No, absolutely. And, and, um, so I know Molly's who's a big part of, of the East and Waterfowl Festival and they, they do a big thing there, but Molly's was there and, and a huge setup because I did see, I did see the setup that Molly's had. Um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't get to see a lot of your, your stuff walking around and, and, and talking to people and stuff like that. But the Molly setup was huge. Um, and, and yeah, it just looked like it looked like it was a good time. And the fact that you're saying, um, probably the busiest Saturday that you've seen since you've been going, that's gotta be a, a good thing for, for retailers to start seeing now, because I, I'm sure once COVID, when COVID was on the go, you know, they were, there were some stressful times there and then coming out of COVID, a lot of people didn't know how this was all going to play out, especially these outdoor shows, right? Because there was, there was that attitude that the outdoor show was going to start slipping, right? But it seems now, like we're seeing it with the Toronto Sportsman Show up here, and then you're talking about Eason's show, um, and then the Delta Expo that they had down in Little Rock this year, like fabulous fabulous turnout like people are coming out and people are spending money so it's got to be great news for retailers 100 percent, and and basically just you know if you want to kind of blow it up even bigger or, yep. or into the bigger circles there you know the eastern shore of maryland the town of easton you know everybody benefits from it because all you know people that travel you you can't get a hotel room i know, you know friday night or saturday <laughs> night you can't get one in Easton if you don't have it what uh, you know? If you don't have it, I bet you two to three months in advance, you're not going to get it, right? Yep. Uh, the vendors take them up as well as people that you know, people that are are coming there to to experience the show. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just reach it reaches out uh, to to a um, not just the show and, and the retailers and the vendors that are at the show, but just the the east you know east in itself and the yeah. surrounding area as well as you know Eastern Shore of Maryland and Maryland itself. You know, there is a lot of people flew in. You know, Baltimore, Washington International, right? So the airport itself, every it's just it, it it reaches to bigger and bigger circles. Yeah, the local economy must must boom through this between you know fuel, hotel rooms, restaurants, um, all of that, car rentals, all of that stuff, right? Because if fellas, if people are are flying in, well, then they need a car rental and and all this stuff. So it's it's just a huge boost to the local economy and which is which is a good thing and and it really is yep. a good thing and it's good to see that that the event is 
is still growing and and one day the problem with it is that it falls around that for me anyways is that it falls around that november the 11th time frame it's always in and around there right and and that's a that's a big day for me up here and and i i like to be home for it so but uh, but nonetheless well, and, and that, yeah go for that it. saturday that saturday for us is the second opening split of duck season the next year in 24 I'm curious. I know how it's going to happen uh, because our we have leap year next year, right? So instead of oh. thanks, our Thanksgiving being on the 23rd, it's going to be on the 28th. So on the calendar, kind of everything falls back a little bit. So basically, the the Eastern show is going to not fall on the opener for our ducks. It's going to be the weekend before. So oh. I'm curious to see whether that helps it or I don't know if it hurts it or not. But it, I, it is I, going to be a it'll be a change next year. I don't think it'll I don't think it'll hurt it because the people I don't know when it comes to stuff like that I I think the people that are going to go they're going to go that it it doesn't matter right like unless it's unless it's Christmas well, day you know I Yeah I, yeah. Well I can tell you this like Saturday morning there are definitely vendors and people that travel to the area that are not from here they went and duck hunted real quick in the morning and then they show up to do the show and or the Monday, we don't hunt Sundays. Yeah. They hang out Monday to hunt on Monday because, again, they've traveled to the area. They haven't experienced sea ducks. They haven't experienced whatever the Chesapeake Bay has to offer that they have not from regionally from where they're from. Yeah, and they hang out and hunt. So, so I think again, they're yes, the vendors are still going to come because it's the show, but the hunting aspect is not going to be not yeah. going to be in play next year because of leap year. Uh, our our season will our duck season will not open till the following Saturday, not the Saturday of the show, but the the week after. Okay, okay, cool. So let's let's get into now. You've done your two splits already. Tomorrow you're starting the third split. Um, <laughs> so I love I love watching your videos. I love it when you're uh, here. They come now. I can still here. They come. Yeah. Let's just let them work. Let's uh, let them work. Let them get here. Let them get here. Let them get here. Yeah. How's how's the season been so far down there? So the first twenty days is, has been good. Uh, the last week, uh, which are is our Thanksgiving week, uh, on that Thursday, the the first couple of days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it, it blew pretty hard. Um, the ocean was out of bounds, so we did not do that. And the, the really because you know it was still a little bit on the early side, and we had not had had much of a winter yet, which is still very mild here. Right. The places that I could take somebody out of the wind, there really weren't birds there. Um, and so anyway, basically give everybody the option. I think pretty much people that come with me want to experience what they see on the videos and they want to experience the ocean. And everything yep. else would be, you know, is is option is not the same. It's option option two, option B, yeah, whatever you want to call it. But it's not we're not out, we're not out in the ocean. Um, so we did we did have a couple I lost a couple days there and um Tomorrow, Friday, Saturday looks good, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sadly, the winds kick in. And I did take a, a 30, 32, 33-mile boat ride today uh, looking for a couple birds. I did find some spots that, you know, we can get out of the wind. Again, it's not it's not the ocean. It's not out front, so it's not, you know, it's not it's not the same experience. Yeah. But, again, if they're, if they're here, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're from Kentucky, so I'm sure they're going to want to do something. Uh, the one one little bailout or another op not a bailout but to bail me out and or have a second option. Um, our Canada goose season has gone to a forty five day two bird limit, and goose opens tomorrow also. So Fred West has been very kind to me, and, and actually this afternoon he told me he's like, hey man, you know, I got those two blinds. If you know if if you, know, you want to try to go shoot some geese, if that helps you out when it, if it is blowing you know thirty knots, forty knots, if that helps you. You know, if that if they would be into it, you're more than welcome to go use that. So oh, he's good. very kind and yeah, very kind on that. So we'll see how it works out. But yeah, the the first first twenty days, except for the wind, has been very good. I've seen more more birds, I think, than I have last in the last year, if not the last two years. And um, I'm looking for. I took the big boat ride today. I'm looking forward to get out there tomorrow and then day twenty one of sixty. So we got forty more days to go. Wow. Well, yeah, and you're just you're just getting started here now, right? So, um, that's the you know, and I wanted to to the millions of fans that are listening, I wanted to throw this out there too, and and I know, uh, for the most part, everybody knows who you are and follow you on on social media, and I gotta I gotta throw this plug out to you, is that 
if you were leaning on the fence to come and do a hunt with Jeff, like you're, when I spoke, we, you and I had talked about this at the beginning of the season where you were already booking in the 2024, like September, October of 2024. Um, so listen, if you are on the fence uh, of, you know, maybe, maybe we should do a trip up to Maryland and go hunt with Jeff. You best get on it because um, it, those spots fill up fairly, fairly quick. Thank you. I appreciate that. But Damon, you can never assume anything. So there are, there are people out there. Uh, I have people on Instagram. They message me and say, do you guide? <laughs> right. So yeah. when you know, whether they're effing with me or they truly don't know, you know, so you, you can't assume that, but, but back to your point. Yes. Uh, it happens. It, it's going to happen quicker each year now because I'm except for December 25th, I have open, but other than that, I'm full this year to January 31st. And when somebody, you know, two to three um, email submissions a day, Hey, I'm booked, I'm booked, I'm booked. Well now for 24, 25, I'm, I'm 15 of the 60 days booked. And it just kind of, it kind of wow. keeps happening quicker. Wow. That's, a, that's amazing. And, and you know what? Um, it is, you had said it, right? When people come up, um, they want that experience, right? They want to be on the ocean. They want that saltwater spray blown in their face and, and, and they, they want the swell of the, of the ocean on and trying to hit those birds. And yeah. some, some people don't, some people don't want that, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I tell you, as much as I want to come and hunt with you, uh, the one thing that I know that's going to happen is I'm going to ensure that your phone isn't up and you're not recording when I do shoot, because the last thing I need, because I just know, like I, not that I had a ton of experience when, when my dad and them used to do it back in Newfoundland in the North Atlantic, when they, sh when they were shooting tours and, and stuff like that. Um, but I can remember like, like fellas that are really, really good shots and, and not their first time out hunting on the ocean and, and just putting a load of buckshot into, into a wave and and not even touching a bird and i'm just like i i laugh when i watch these videos because i know it, how hard it can be but with that being said i don't think i've ever seen anybody on your videos be upset like they're missing birds but the, it's laughs right like fellas are just laughing poking fun at one another because they miss it's just it, it's awesome to watch it really is so the videos, I never do the videos to embarrass anybody or make nope. fun of anyone, right? But you just said that. Yeah, in the moment, everybody's having fun. Two or three days later, I've had some people that are not happy. Um, <laughs> if, if you want to go really? back, the, the, probably the best video this year, I'm 100%. I'm telling you the truth. Uh, day five of 60, there's a reel. I think it has 1.6 million views. And... I, I know that the fellows, I tagged them. So they were like, they, when somebody replies, like they, they get to read it. And I, and I know, I know that they weren't necessarily in the moment. They thought it was funny. And two or three days later, four days later, a week later, like they were, they want to get in there and like tell people it's not as easy as what you think. Kind of thing. But um, the, the one video is literally like it's three, the guy in the bow shoots three times and you can clearly see. He's a foot behind it. He's two foot behind it. He's a foot behind it. And then there's a couple <laughs> extra shots and the bird flies off. And I mean, people are just like, they're, you know, it's easy to, it's easy to tell somebody what they should do or what they shouldn't oh, do. Or how they should be doing. And like, there's a lot of comments in there that, you know, that are not, they're not. It, it, the funny thing is there's the hunters that are uh not being positive but then you have then you get the anti-hunters too right so i don't think that everybody reacts to the anti-hunters but it's the people that you can see that they hunt and basically just saying man you guys suck and like nah. it doesn't sometimes that doesn't go over well yeah and yeah uh no i i can totally believe that it wouldn't go over well especially if someone's throwing shade at you and, and stuff it's different when it's different when you when you look at someone and, and you're joking and they can pick up the tone that you're saying and go, oh, boys, you suck at, at that, right? You can you can hear it in the voice that it's just a joke. But um, on those messages, you you have no idea. You can't you can't tell the tone and you don't know, right? And then of course you always have the people that think that that they're the best and 
and they know yeah so I, I i totally get it but i like i said i seen one video not very long ago and there was a fellow sat in the chair uh he didn't shoot uh i don't think he had anything in in his lane he didn't shoot but somebody did and he was having such a laugh just watching this guy um miss 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 and he was just laughing and and you know you well you know but everybody that's listening you know that once you get back to the hotel room that's all you're talking about and you're and because and i've done it like i've literally i've done it where you know the hunt is over and it's been four and five hours later and i'm still i'm like man i can't believe i missed that i like i had that bird dead to rights and i still missed it and and it just carries on. So you know these fellas go back to the hotel room, have a couple of drinks, have something to eat, and the conversation just carries on from the boat. The two things to the naysayers that everybody has commented on the videos. This is two things that I well I don't always say, but in my mind, this is what I see daily. So it's not it's not it is the norm. It's not the exception. People yeah. that miss birth. and yeah. and again with scuba hunting, you can see generally and typically you can see your shot on the water, so you know. Well, after you shoot, you know how far behind you are. And secondly, even though when they all these misses, they still they still shot their limits. So we we still got their birds, right? And you know everybody had a good time doing it. And uh, and again, like this year, I have experienced a couple times where you know the people that were involved in the videos maybe you know aren't so happy that the videos are up there. But <laughs> I, again, I don't do it to embarrass anybody no, or make it But it's it is it's it's what I see daily. No, and and you know what? From an outsider watching, and and for the people, even if you're if you're listening to this show, and and your video is one that that you're not entirely happy about, I I'm going to tell you that as an outsider, it it is it is nice to see, um, videos from from a guide, a professional, that shows misses, and it's not always everybody's dumping everything that comes in front of them um it, because it, it's it's real life it's actually how it plays out because you know you're not you're not hitting every bird um all the time right so it it is it, it's refreshing to see um i i get it you know you don't want to be up on on social media and, and people making fun of you and stuff like that but for me i appreciate it and and i know how hard it how hard it must be so um you won't hear me throw any shade to anybody. That's for sure. Well, the the, the funny thing in this, and I, I'm not going to mention, I won't mention any names or brands. Mm -hmm. But after day one, I was like, guys, I was like, this is this is going to be difficult for me. Like, what do I do with this? I want to post this up, but I don't want to show you guys like in a bad light. They're like, oh man, like just go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. It wasn't okay. They were. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta <laughs> so again i'm getting i'm getting up at i'm getting up at 2 30 right yeah i'm there was a comment that was like three hours i'm like look down to see see when it got posted so obviously they've been up like you said they've been up they went back to the room they've been drinking well three hours prior is when this post like whose brand is this good for and i replied <laughs> yours or mine I'm like, well, who are we talking about <laughs> I, I, I did get a phone call after the fact of like hey you know, hey, I'd been drinking a little bit. I, I was reading these comments and, you know, it didn't make me feel the best and, you know, on and on and on. I was like, well, I, I told you, like, if you don't want me to put these up, I yeah. won't. And you're like, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And, you know, after a few drinks and yeah. I guess talking amongst themselves and reading the comments, they were, they were, they were not happy. But so. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm laughing. Um, and, and I don't mean that. And I don't mean any malice behind my laughing. It's just, it, it it's just it to me you know it it's cool when 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 you're approached yeah i don't care throw it up but then when people start picking picking on you and, and saying shit yeah i i can see how it would piss people off but i really can especially when as, yeah go as paulie would say chirping you yeah chirp yeah chirping you exactly um but you know what, it, it, but that's, you live and die by that sword. And we talked about this, um, the last episode I just recorded with, with Corey Foskett, right? With, with Tangle Free. And you live and die by this sort of social media and technology and the internet. And, and, you know, you, you use it, you try to manipulate it 
to um, grow your brand and, and to give your brand more exposure and all that stuff. But it's a double-edged sword because, and we, we've seen it like with this, with this woke culture that we're in right now, we've seen brands that just get completely obliterated because of one thing that they've done and somebody didn't like it and you just obliterate that brand. And, but you live and die by that sword. And you know, if, if what's the, the old saying, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Right. So, um, it, it, it's tough, man. Like it, it is a tough world. And, and I know I'm not in, I'm not in the same realm as you, but you're trying to put out content on, on your, uh, social media brands, which is showing an everyday hunt and, and what you're, what you see daily. And then on the other hand, there's people, well, I don't really like being shown in that, in that light. Well, listen, it, it's, Take the good with the bad, I guess, and and that's easy for me. I'm I'm not the one that's video. I'm I'm some dude in the back just just commenting. So yeah. Nah, well, I mean, it, and it, I agree with you 100. The other the other aspect is is like I don't have to call out who anybody is, so mm -hmm. they're anonymous, right? But in this this case that I brought up a couple minutes ago, like I, I was trying to promote them, right? So yeah. they're with me, promoting who they are, and you know, hey, I you know comments of like, hey, I hope their product is better how you know better than how they shoot kind of. Thing. <laughs> people are being people are being pretty pretty hard on them, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's easy for somebody's watching to say, oh, you, I I could have did better. Well, yeah, all right, jump in the boat and show me because yeah. this is what I'm showing is to, tomorrow's day twenty one of, of the sixty, and I'm gonna I bet you I'm gonna see. Quite a few people that are going to be missing birds because the, the boats are rolling. They're not used to it. It's just it's just something totally different. So you, you could be the best trap shooter, the best skeet shooter, the best whatever kind of shooter, the best duck shooter or goose shooter, and put it in a boat that the, the boat's rocking and rolling, and mm -hmm. it's just a totally different experience. Absolutely, no, absolutely, it is, buddy, and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, to, to to sit back and 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 listen th this is the world we're in right like somebody throws up a video or someone makes a post well then there's always somebody that that'll jump on and 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 critique it and and you know do their thing and and that's just that's just the way it is um human nature yeah just human nature right but until you've done it i you know think think before you make before you make that post because until you've been, and listen for people that don't know, like we're talking the North Atlantic Ocean, like this, this isn't this isn't one of the Great Lakes. Which don't get me wrong, the Great Lakes can get can get pretty rough, but it is it's not North. A, it's not a big pond. No, um, it it is the North Atlantic. Like this is a very unforgiving environment, right? So, um, oh, this was something I brought up the other day. Um, the, the, here's a total tangent for you, which keeps in, in tune with how you and I usually do this. You put up a video the other day of, of some old time hunting on the Chesapeake Bay. And actually we were talking about it at, with Corey Foskett and we were talking about the evolution of decoys and stuff. And I said, you got to check out this video that Jeff Coates put up. Because, you know, it's in the days of punt guns and, and the whole bit. But you got to, there's a point in that video where you see the decoys, the, the goose decoys that they're using. I'm like, it is, like if somebody was to give that to me today and say, go out and hunt your geese with this. I would have like, I'm not even going if this is what I got to use. And these gentlemen and, and fuck probably ladies too, I don't know, but. But these people that hunted the Chesapeake back in the day, like they killed a lot of birds over these decoys, a lot of birds over these decoys. And it just, it makes you wonder, like, the, are, does the education of birds really matter that much? And, and I would say yes, because uh, I look at those decoys that they were, and what was that, Jeff, was that like the, was that the thirties, that video? Not not quite that old. That so that would have been more like old Super Eight film film footage, right? Okay. So it's it's more in the seventies. Oh oh really? Oh yeah, seventies. Oh okay. So if I if I can like plug some info in here, it was yeah, a, yeah go for it. 
The Susquehanna flats off Havre Grace. The Susquehanna River forms at Chesapeake Bay. So it's a yeah. it's a big, it's a huge area, but like it's very um relatively it's very shallow, right? You, okay. you can stand in water. And because you brought up punt guns, because you can't use punt guns, you can't use sink boxes anymore. The style of, of gunning those guys were doing is called body booting, where they actually stood, they were they had navy survival suits on cold water suits that they stood in the water behind silhouettes in big, big decoys. So the decoys that you saw, the purpose of the decoy is really more to try to hide. They're huge uh, styrofoam yeah. decoys that they put glue on them, wrote them and sawdust, put a head on them, but they were just big decoys that guys that are standing in the water can kind of, kind of hide behind the decoys. So that's, that's more of, that's more of the, the, uh, the purpose of those decoys that are kind of crude okay. looking. Okay. They're very big. They were inexpensive to make. They're very big, and people, as you're standing in the water, that goose like helps. The, basically, it would be more of like you're blind, right? right you're actually right. using the decoys because you're standing in the water. You're using these big decoys to hide behind. Yeah, and uh, but, when when you listen to the episode, um, because I try to say, I try to say Susquehanna Flats, and and you're gonna laugh. Like you really are going to laugh because I'm t I'm really struggling to try to get that word out uh, on the episode. So you, you're, if you're in the uh, if you're I'd like to be a fly on the wall when you're in the decoy room when you're listening to that one because I can I could see a big belly laugh coming from you. Um, <laughs> me trying to get that word out that's for sure. It's all good. It's yeah, all good. Um, so so yeah. So now um tomorrow starts um. So tomorrow will be day 21 of, of 60. Your, your book solid except for Christmas Day. Um, there's been no changes. So I know last year you had the special sea duck season, right? But that... that uh, two seasons ago. Last year was the first year we did not have it. Right. Okay. Okay. So, um, but now this year, your your Canada goose limit is is increased by one bird a day, right? And well, and 15 days. So it's been the past couple of years, it's been 30 days, one bird for the AP goose, the okay. Atlantic population goose that nests on the Ungava Peninsula mm -hmm. in Quebec. Right. Yeah. We've talked about that on that show. And I still can't get my head wrapped around why uh, the ministry in, in, in Maryland, like that, that's the deciding factor, like the Ungava Peninsula in Quebec, why, why that's the deciding factor. On, on the goose numbers, because if it's like anywhere else, like the goose numbers are healthy to say the least. Except for on the Ungava Peninsula, which <laughs> traditionally yeah. is the bird that migrates to the Chesapeake Bay region. So you get, you know, um, a little bit of uh, Southwest New Jersey, the Delaware Bay, Delaware, Chesapeake Bay, Maryland, Eastern Shore, a little bit of the western shore of Maryland and on down into uh, Virginia in the, on the Chesapeake Bay. Um, back in, I'm going to date myself here, back in 1988 or 89, the season was closed. And they said that the Ungava Peninsula goose population was down to 19,000 breeding pairs. Oh, wow. But back in the day, like the footage of the body booting that you, you saw, the season for for our Canada goose in those days was seventy five days, four birds a day. There was a lot of Canada geese that were killed here. Yep. Um, I know there's farms and guide services that would have guys come in, shoot. You know, they'd shoot their limit. They'd rotate those guys out, and they would bring a second group in the same day to that same blind, and they would shoot a second limit of birds. There, there was a lot of Canada goose. A lot of Canada wow. geese were killed here. We, we talked about the Eastern Waterfowl Festival. It actually kind of, back in the day, it revolved around the opening of the Canada goose season. So, you know, Easton is right wow. in the heart of there, of Eastern, Eastern Shore, Maryland. And again, yeah. the limit was four, four birds a day. So a lot of Canada geese were, were killed here. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and in that area, like you've got a, um, you've got a lot of hunters like not even local hunters, but people from all over the United States that would flock to flock to the Chesapeake, right? So, so just a, a lot of hunting going on and a lot of birds um, being dropped 
uh, crazy. Yeah, and that Ungava Peninsula goose that was up to they would say 250 to you know 225,000 breeding pairs, 250,000 breeding pairs all of a sudden was down to 19,000 breeding pairs. So they they closed the season for five years. Wow, wow, crazy. All right, so we're getting we're getting close here, buddy. So let's talk about mollies. What's going on with mollies? What what's happening? What's big? Um, I know I know um, with federal ammunition, um, you've done you've done a thing uh, for for diver ducks. Mollies are are are, are or I shouldn't say diver ducks for sea ducks. Um, mollies is is a huge backer of that. I know they've got a ton of stuff on the go all the time because I see uh, the young fellow with the beard. I forget his name. Um, David from David, David. Yeah. Um, I see them all the time. Um, what's happening with Molly's what's, what's going on? Well, currently is the 24 days of Christmas. Um, you know, go, go, go sell, sell, sell Molly's. This is the, I'm told this is the last year for the, the federal sea duck load, which is just all around good waterfowl load, thrand shell, yeah. 12 gauge. Um, it's BBs and twos a duplex load or fours and sixes. I'm, I'm told the rumor is the fours and sixes are going to go away next year, but they're going to bring it out in a 20-gauge round, 20-gauge oh. load. Um, back, back when we started this, it was the, the whole uh, premise was it was a very affordable load. Yeah, They were $9.99 a box. The case was $99, right? Wow. Yeah. So that's that's how this all started now with everything that's happened. You know, the prices have went up and it's not quite quite the same. Um, but yes, so right now I'm going to tell you through uh, through Christmas the the BBs and twos or fours and sixes for a case is 159, I believe. Okay. Um, and the second thing that has come out, Amala's exclusive, is the Chesapeake Heavy Hammer. It is in 12 gauge or in that. 20. Yep, it's a three inch shell. Uh, it's it's B um, threes and fives, fives and threes, threes and fives. However you want to say it, it's three inch steel and five uh, bismuth. Ooh, yep. interesting. Yep. I would like to give that a try, actually. Threes and, oh. threes and fives, eh? That's interesting. And, yeah. and fives are, are bismuth. Yes. So you got you got the big the big shot. Uh, Geol's yeah. been shooting. He, he, just, he just got a 20 gauge the other day. Yeah. And I maybe, maybe or maybe I did not leave a couple boxes of heavy hammer <laughs> Chesapeake yeah. with him on yeah. BEI. Um, but he says, man, he's he's been loving shooting it. So it's really? it's a really good load. And again, like it's at, it, it, you know, affordable. The word, words are relative, but it's at a an affordable price. A two hundred round case, I'm going to say is two twenty nine of yeah. that. Yeah, which so. which is a fair price considering that you're you're shooting bismuth in there, right? Yes. Um, yep. and, and which which is which is something that people need to take uh, take into account with when they when they're shopping their prices. Jeff, buddy, um, I know you're busy, and I know you got a lot of stuff to get ready for tomorrow, and and we're almost at that sixty minute mark, buddy. So uh, I think we'll we'll tidy her up here, um, and then I I'm gonna promise you I'm gonna leave you alone until um, after day sixty, and then I'm okay. gonna reach back out to you to come on and and have a chat and and get a wrap up of what your season is. Or what your season was, um, because you know everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know what Jeff Coates is up to. Everybody. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I want to rewind. I want to circle this into January thirty. So day fifty-eight and fifty. No, I'm sorry, fifty-nine and sixty of sixty. Yeah. G and Paulie are going to be here. Are they really? They are. That's a. That's all, oh, buddy. I would I'm, I'm love to be a fly on the wall for that. I'm looking forward to the last two. Well, I look forward to all days, but I'm definitely looking forward to the last two days because they're here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, so I'm taking back that whole thing about leaving you alone. Uh, I'm getting you. I'm getting. Yeah, let, let's start booking this. We're going to do a group podcast on day 60 um, with the boys in here. Because how, about day, how about day 61 or 60? There we go. All right. That's. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. Give the boys a chance to sleep in and and, and be well, refreshed. February first, uh, with through Fed West, well, uh, we get the the greater snows. The conservation season kicks in, so we're we're gonna we're gonna try to shoot on the February first or second. 
We're gonna try to shoot some uh, snuggies somewhere. But yeah, let's let's somewhere amongst in all that. Let's let's do a podcast. Hundred percent. Awesome. It 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 would be good, and uh, it would be good for anybody that has listened to you and I. And we've had we've had GF on the show before, but it to be good for people to get a chance to to take in all of what Paulie is, um, because yeah, he's, he's a different fucking savage altogether. So. Hey. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from Paul. You're chirping him. So if you're chirping him, <laughs> I'm not chirping. Yeah, it's all me, Polly. And Polly, Polly doesn't stick around to the end of the show, anyways. He's he's long gone yeah. by this point. He, he has friends that report back. Yeah, <laughs> he, he has a whole. He has a whole crew, a whole force. He's like the Godfather. You know, and he has this whole yeah, underworld. All, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's got his capos and everything and underneath him. He's got, he's got all kinds of workers underneath him. <laughs> that's awesome. no, I believe it. I believe it. I'm oh, buddy. I'm when I make a post for this one, I'm tagging him in it too, just so just so I know that he's going to listen right to the end because he's going to be like, what the, what are those two talking about on, on here? So, um, it'll be good. Jeff, buddy, thanks so much for coming on again. Um, and I do believe that you are ahead of Brian Ellithorpe, but I do think the gauntlet has been thrown down and, and there is now a, a very, very true competition of Elithorpe versus Coates, Coates versus Elithorpe, however you want to look at it. Um, maybe we can get a pay-per-view on this. I don't know, but it, it's Let's good. Let's do it. Yeah. Jeff, buddy, hey. thanks so much for coming on, buddy. I, I really do appreciate it. Last words to you. Give me a note. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 170 of the Union 0430, we had the voice of the union and and you know it he's been he's been doing the introduction for so long um i can't even remember i think maybe like episode 30 i think you came on something like that so um thanks jeff you're as always buddy you've always been in our corner you've always been a, a huge supporter of the brand and a great friend um give karen a kiss for me if i'm not talking to you which I know I will be, but I do have to say Merry Christmas to you, Karen, and, and your mom. Um, and you all, Damien. Thank you. Have a great uh, have a great holidays, buddy. Please stay in touch. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Union 0430. Not experts. We'll never pretend to be just a bunch of friends that love hanging out and talking about hunting birds. Big love. Until next time. Salute.